0: This is the Behind the Micah podcast, where we discuss Jesus, community, and everyday life. I'm your host, Micah Steven, and our goal is always to take people from where they are to where they need to be. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Behind the Micah podcast. This is season number two, and I'm very excited. Uh, You guys requested, hey, let's have another... um, season of this and so uh here we are man and I'm I'm very uh thankful uh for the opportunity to be able to do this in fact I have a good friend of mine who uh has jumping on here from Dodge City Kansas man he is the senior minister at First Christian Church of Dodge City his name is Dusty Cooks and Dusty good to have you on the show man thanks man good to be here yeah so um me and you uh we met pre pandemic um like really close to pandemic but but right. pre-pandemic we met uh me and you I think uh did we the first time did we meet in the back of a of a suburban yeah was that, that what is, it was
1: that is correct
0: yeah <laughs> in Orlando Florida dude I, I think I think that I had this conversation because I had Frank Geringer if you remember Frank was yeah, on the show yeah. and uh this was kind of the same conversation I, I had with him but I I, you know it sounds like there was a drug deal or something going on uh but that was not the case Uh, But we did meet, uh, I think we picked, which is really weird. I think, did did we pick you up at a hotel or was that, was that? You you did, yeah.
1: And actually the hotel was a pretty sketchy hotel, actually. Like (laughs) I didn't realize when I rented, like when I made the reservation, it was quite so sketchy. So,
0: oh man, no, that, uh, that is so funny because uh, yeah, Keith's like, hey man, we got to go to this place. and We got to pick up a couple guys. and all i know is yeah we were at a pretty sketch hotel area there and some guys jumped in the car with us and uh, keith assured me you guys were safe so uh no no that was the first time we met that was a great um just kind of a leadership conference down in orlando florida we met at and uh, a good time and and then you know i found out your love for the st louis cardinals and it really Took me back a little bit, you know, kind of like ah, I don't know about this guy, uh, but turns out, man, uh, great dude, doing some awesome things. Uh, when we met, you said Dodge City, Kansas. What is Do- I mean? Tell me a little bit about Dodge City, Kansas, because I, you know, the only thing I can think of is like an old western or something when I think of Dodge City, Kansas.
1: Yeah, it is. It's pretty wild. Like literally, I can look out my window right now and see like the Boot Hill Gunsmoke Museum. It is. It is the wild west out here. And uh, it's crazy because we, my family and I, we came from central Illinois, uh, just around the Springfield, Illinois area. So kind of halfway between Chicago and St. Louis or, or thereabouts anyway. And, uh, yeah, God called us out here. I didn't even know like if Dodge city was like a fictional place or a real place, but it turns out it is a real place.
0: Yes. And,
1: uh, it's awesome, man. We absolutely love it out here. It is a completely different world. Uh, but it's it's good, man. And, and there is God is moving out here and uh, there's really no place we'd rather be.
0: How um have you been to the museum that you can look at? You? Have you been there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Several times. In fact, they just did a huge renovation. I haven't been there since they've done that, but it's it's the real cool. deal. man. Like yeah. it's a different
0: world. <laughs> Do you get a lot of tourists in Dodge City?
1: Tons yeah Yeah. I it's weird to me because it feels like like Gunsmoke is something that like I watched with my grandpa and I kind of thought like maybe that generation was you know sort of aging out but yeah and it's still a thing and um you know you can sit at a coffee shop during the week here and and kind of see some regulars but on the weekends it's a completely different vibe goodness it's good
0: I I feel like I feel like I need to visit this museum or at least you know uh just check out and see what dodge city's all about do they have like a like an old saloon or anything you know kind of a type deal out there yeah there's they <laughs> like completely remade
1: like the frontage road in the museum and it's awesome oh, yes there's a, there's a coffee shop that i love hanging out hanging out at it's called red beard yeah. and uh it's kind of funny because the tourists will come and think like this is like a coffee shop that like Wyatt Earp actually drank coffee at but like <laughs> is built like 3 years ago but yeah. they, it's it's pretty
0: awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. That's cool man. So so but you're not so you're not an original from from Kansas. Uh you're a no, transplant not. but um you you fr- you're from Illinois. Yeah. Uh tell tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up. How did you get to where you are today? I mean, how did you reach this point where, you know, probably as a kid one of the things you didn't think about was, man, I'm going to be in Dodge City, Kansas one day. Um how did all this come about? Oh man, it uh, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because I
1: remember when I was a kid. Like there are like two things I am not going to do when I grow up. I am not going to be a lawyer, and I'm not going to be a preacher. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my wife and I were uh, we were both in education, and she she still teaches, and and I was, you know, I, I I loved coaching, but we our family was growing, and I was just getting burnt out, kind of feeling like I was failing as a dad. Like I just I don't have enough time to be the dad I need to be and still be the coach I need to be. And so it just kind of got burnt out. And so I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll become a principal. I mean, I'll make a lot of money. Like how hard can it be? Took the exam, passed all of that. And, and it was crazy. A, a church that I was actually serving at as kind of like the token young guy on the Hilder board, um, a ministry opportunity came up at, for student minister. And I thought, man, I could, I could fill in part-time until they find somebody. And, Um, one thing led to another, and it went awesome. Loved it. God grew that ministry, and uh, we were just so happy, man, with the way things were going. My wife was teaching at the school she'd been at since she graduated college. Loved it. Loved the church. We bought a house by the church so we could be closer to the church, and uh, man, for about two weeks, like, I just, I couldn't sleep, and I'd wake up, and i keep thinking about the same thing, and Finally, my wife asked me, I'm "Like, what is going on, man?" And, and I just said, "This is going to sound nuts, but I think maybe God's like calling us to preaching ministry." And she's like, "But why would we do that when we have everything right here?" You know. <laughs> yeah. And so we talked. Like I said, that went on for a couple of weeks. So we talked about it, prayed about it, and so we we um, you know, we circled three. And so we we sent these resumes out. And the last one we sent out, I, I'm not joking, like. Was to Dodge City, Kansas. And I said, What do you think? Well, I'm like, we prayed on this, and these are the three. She's like, You can put that in the mail, but mark my words, there is no way we will ever move to Kansas. <laughs> and
0: uh, here we That's, are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's that word where uh I believe they say uh, never, say never. Yeah,
1: something um, like that
0: for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So here you are, man, uh mm-hmm. preaching um in, in Dodge City and um definitely wasn't something you thought about did you meet your wife in college you meet her in high school like were you high school oh, sweethearts? Well. or we grew up in this little
1: bitty farm town in central illinois and so like we've known each other since first grade oh wow so yeah she didn't have much to pick from it was a small school <laughs> last one very big so like, you lucked out on that one huh
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well wow that's uh that's cool and so did she go to did you guys go to the same college together or yep yeah we went to uh eastern illinois
1: and uh that was kind of cool that was like the same time that tony roma was there and oh, cool. we had a couple like uh just kind of general ed classes that he happened to be into but at the time he was just yeah. like he was the backup quarterback that no one knew about so yeah
0: and then wow that was good and, then, go. and that was the end of the story, um, from that. Yeah. So, okay. so you, you go to college together, you go to teach. I'm curious, what did you, what did you, maybe you said this, but what did you teach? What? What? Did oh, you- right.
1: So did health and PE, um, Okay. Loved, loved coaching, had a no. passion for that. And like I said, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world, but man, it just, it, it was really, I, I just hit a wall and it was, un. it was, I can't even explain it. it. It was bizarre. And I was frustrated because like, that's what I love to do. But, um, yeah. So for a season, you know, for a year, year and a half, man, I was really doing some, some soul searching. Like I knew this administration thing in education wasn't what I was meant to do, but it's what I wanted to do because I paid well. And what else are you going to do if you're in education and don't want to coach, you know? Yeah. So that's, yeah. that was my poor way of thinking.
0: Yeah. So, did, did your, like when you, when you signed on for this whole preaching ministry thing, like how did your wife, I mean, when you all moved, because, you know, obviously, Well, you know, I know they always say the church isn't hiring, you know, your wife. But in an extent, man, I mean, you know, the 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 minister's wife, you know, her position is just as just as taxing probably as yours. How did how how did she I mean, how did she take that when you when you guys packed up and moved?
1: Yeah, so it was it was kind of a unique situation Uh, when we took the job out here. She was eight months pregnant with our youngest daughter, fourth. (laughs) And final daughter. Um, so I was out here for about four, four and a half months solo. Uh, and that was the hardest four, four sure. and a half months, um, of my life of yeah. our, our life for sure. Um, but the church here was really gracious. Um, you know, I would preach on Sunday and drive back or fly back and, uh, they were really gracious and generous with that. And, um, That was, that was a grind, man, for four and a half months. But like I said, then when her and the girls came out, um, they absolutely, you know, I fell in love with it when I was out here, but my big concern was this is so different from where we came from. I like, God, I don't know how they're going to take this. And I mean, I remember praying like, God, let them love it. You know, like, uh, and they came out and sure enough, they did, um, very loving and welcoming church here, uh, loving and welcoming community. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, man, it was. It was good the transition you know it took a while but it was smooth and
0: sure um,
1: felt very welcome how, how many how many kids do you have we have four all girls four daughters a lot of
0: a uh, lot of estrogen in the house oceans of it man <laughs> of it. you know what um i have one okay i have one daughter i have three kids but i have one daughter And, um, I see like, like I have nieces, I had a niece get married last weekend and, you know, like I'm, I'm watching my nieces walk down the aisle and I'm thinking, man, I'm going to struggle when my daughter, my one and only daughter walks down that. (laughs) I can't imagine four daughters, man, having to walk four daughters down the aisle one day. I know you don't want to think about that right now. Uh, but man, gosh, crazy. Hashtag dad girl or girl dad yeah yeah it's uh, uh
1: <laughs> it's a trip man yeah
0: but awesome yeah i know um how, how uh do you do all your family still live in, in illinois uh yeah they're all all back in illinois you get to so. see them very you guys ever get to go back and see them very much or you
1: know we do we don't get back as much as we probably should uh but they are very good about coming out here i mean they <laughs> They're, they're, they they understand the, the ministry role and, and sort of what that entails. And so, uh, they're, they're really good about making sure they get out here. And cool. so, yeah, it's good.
0: Cool. Well, look, Hey, one of the ways that, you know, a person is a good friend or a good neighbor is, uh, when they help you move all your stuff, right? Uh, yes. I can't imagine what it was like to move, uh, when your wife was eight months pregnant, Uh, moving, moving as far as you did. Uh, did, You didn't know anybody in Kansas other than. No, no one. Yeah. So this was a big jump and yeah. yeah, And, and so um, I wanted to bring up uh, uh, something that we're going to talk about today, kind of based off of that. And there is a, uh, an article that I pulled up today. I thought this was incredible um because it's it's mind-blowing how true this is some of these some of these stories and some of how people are but um i found some some definitions of bad neighbors uh and and some stories some real-life stories of bad neighbors uh this guy once said he said uh he's a cop and he went on a disturbance call where two neighbors were blowing leaves at each other with leaf blowers they were actually mad while they were doing this um (laughs) blowing the leaves into each other's, into each other's yard. Uh, I found another one. That's an interesting, that's an interesting story. Um, I found another one. Um, There is a a neighbor who uh, was getting some complaints because he was spending his nights peering into everyone's windows and yards, a little creepy, Uh, from his window and from his porch with infrared goggles. Oh boy. Um, And, and occasionally he was leaving notes like, Nice movie you were watching in your living room last night on people's mailbox. <laughs> oh,
1: oh. oh boy. Isn't that a,
0: that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Here's another one. Uh, the neighbor who stole our stuff all the time. I'm pretty sure she stole my first Nintendo DS. One day my mom was house sitting for her and she opened a cupboard and it was full of our stuff. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, Here's one. This one's crazy. My house was yellow. My neighbor wouldn't stop complaining about how they hated the color. And one time when I was away on a business trip, they had it painted white and tried to stick the bill with me.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> how does that
0: happen? Like how, how do, you, how do you, like, do you just call somebody up on the phone and be like, Hey, uh, I don't like my neighbor's house color. So um, can you just come paint it white? <laughs> wow. 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 Uh some, some, def, some definitely some, some bad neighbors, um, sure. you know, but even there's even bad neighbors in the church, um, as Absolutely. well. Um, there's a book out uh, on Amazon called great church fights, uh, which is, I gotta be honest with you. It's an interesting book. Um, but, but check out some of these headlines that I pulled from, from that on, uh, just church people, okay? Um, police called the church to break up fight over saving seats. <laughs> Surely no one saves seats in church, right? Yeah, I never heard of that. Um, pre- preacher's wife in the middle of communion brawl. Oh, boy. Uh, fight breaks out in the middle. Oh, check this one out. Fight breaks out in the middle of the song Peace in the Valley. <laughs> um Wednesday night food fight leads to fists being thrown. And these are real. Uh, These are real. Yeah. Wow. Um, Man man shot during midweek service. And oh, check this one out. Youth minister tases preacher over sermon joke. Oh, baby. (laughs) Craziness, man. Um, Would you say all right now our world is, is just killing it? at being good neighbors or, or bad neighbors?
1: Oh man, it is, it's rough. Yeah. I mean, like you said, not just in our, you know, in, in the world outside the walls of the church, but, but inside the church too. I mean, whether it's, I mean, you know, the deal, whether it's masks or no masks or vaccines or no vaccines, it's, yeah, yeah
0: it's, uh, it, it's, it's rough. For sure. There's, there's definitely a, um, you know, probably for the last couple of years, man, just this topic of uh, people, you know, whether it's, whether it's racism, Mm -hmm. uh, where people are, you know, just being mean to other people because of their skin or color, or, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you got, you know, situations where we're just being horrible to each other, like you said, over, uh, you know, whether you want to wear a mask, whether you want, and I, and man, I, it's there's like shaming on on both sides um and um you know i've seen people like it's really funny to me because um it seems like whenever there's a big issue like everybody becomes like doctors and theologians and yeah man you know there's people like and and i'm not trying to belittle anything that's going on right now in any of these situations or like 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 take afghanistan for instance like sure. there's there's a lot going on there but i've seen a lot of people posting on facebook like people that i went to high school with mm-hmm. that like we're struggling to pass geography class and they're on here trying to tell me all this stuff about afghanistan oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. and i'm
0: going come on man like <laughs> yeah. do you know where
1: afghanistan even is like yeah it's and we've talked a lot about this this idea of like, there are so many like social media theologians yeah. who, um, who, who spend so much time policing other people's theology, <laughs> but like they don't even know their own. And so, yeah. we, we really, um, I, I mean, like, like everyone else, been battling that and just really encouraging people to, like, you know, let's get back to the basics, like, get into the word, like, what does it look like to be a good neighbor? And so. Sure. Yeah, absolutely, man.
0: It's I think it's rampant and I think it's everywhere. Well, I'm kind of right now at the point where um and and I'm I'm going to say this. Um I'm at the point now where um Honestly, uh, I'm kind of on I'm on the fence as far as whatever you want to do, man. I, I I don't I think my biggest problem with everything, because I see people saying, Well, if you if you don't wear the mask or you don't do the vaccine, then you know you don't love your brother and sister and, and you're not a Christian and all this kind of stuff. And then I've seen the other side who's saying, you know, this is the mark of the beast, and why are you doing this and blah blah blah. And yeah. both sides are really just kind of annoying me, to be honest. And it's it's like it's like, look, man, um The way personally that I view this um, and, you know, may get some feedback. I don't care. The way that I view this is, is um, I don't, whichever side you're on, that's the side you're on, man. And, you know, and if that's the way you feel, then that's fine with me. Just love, just love each other. Don't quit shaming everybody for whatever they would choose.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think there's a real danger when we start, there's a real danger when we start manipulating the context of scripture to fit our agenda right and oh for sure so many times especially in in this past year or two it just seems like that's a constant problem is that you know we sort of cherry pick and doctor up the context of scriptures to fit our narrative and and there's a real danger in that And, and my heart hurts not just for the people in the church doing that but for the unchurched who are watching this and be like oh my gosh if this is what it's about like I don't want any part of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. Um yeah, absolutely. I I I I'm I'm the same way with you, man, like uh, you know way the way I've kind of looked at it is the same way I, you know, addre- address address uh, address code here. You know, like uh, you know, like like I don't know where it is like it is with you, but like we, we always tell people here like, man, I I don't care if you, you know, I don't care if you wear a suit and tie, knock yourself out. I'm probably not going to wear one. Uh right. but you know, if you want to, nobody's going to make you feel bad or, or vice versa or whatever, man, you just, uh, I think some, so much that we, we, sometimes we base our, our feelings or our opinions and the whole time uh, we become these horrible people. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, when so many people, they leave church and then they go, uh, eat on a Sunday afternoon, you know, and they go and they're, you know, they just come from church. And sometimes like I've heard waiters or waitresses say, man, like some of the worst people is like Sunday afternoons when they come in here and they come from church, um, and they're mean and they're hateful towards other people. And like you said, man, it's one of those things where the world is watching. And you know, if I'm being honest, if I'm part of the world and I see that I'm like, man, why would I want to be something like that? Right. Um, today uh we're going to look at a story uh, from luke chapter 10 which uh most of the people listening will be familiar with this i know you're familiar with it um it's the story of the good Samaritan and um man this is this is a parable that jesus told in luke 10 and 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 he he responds to this guy who asks him a question well if you if you remember how luke 9 actually ends it's about these people they want to they want to follow Jesus and they, they claim to be followers of Jesus, but they're making up all those ex- excuses as to why they, you know, aren't sure that they can follow him and all these kinds of things. And And so in Luke chapter 10, um, there is this uh, lawyer who stands up and he asks, like, maybe maybe the most important question that maybe we should be asking even to this day is, you know, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Like, what's the most important thing, you know, for me to be in heaven? you know, and, and, and I think sometimes I can just stop there for just a second. I think sometimes we, um, you know, we get caught up in all these other, you know, things that, that really don't matter, right. you know, aren't, aren't going to matter. One day we ask questions. I'm not saying you can't ask other questions, but you know, a lot of times I refer to my answers as, you know, is this a heaven or hell issue or That's right. are we going to sit here and fight over that? Are we going to tase preachers over, over youth yes. or jokes? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and, and so yeah, so so the lawyer here, he has a legit question. What do I got to do, right? And and he says, uh, you know, he, he says, here here's the answer. Here's what you need to do. If you really want to uh, have eternal life, he says, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And then he says, love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, so. Def- i'm trying to figure out who is my neighbor who's my neighbor is it like the guy who lives next door to me um is it is it the guy down the street is it the people you know define with me if, if you could doesn't have to be perfect What what's your definition dusty as a neighbor
1: yeah so i i really think it's both and you know it's it is the people that we encounter on a day-to-day basis it's it's the people who, if we're not careful, sometimes we catch ourselves, uh policing their posts and their behavior. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, so I think it's, yeah, the answer is both, both. And it, it's the people that we in, encounter day to day in our life, whether it is next door or whether it is, you know, the person we run into at the grocery store or the curmudgeony old person that, you know, doesn't like anything we've ever done, you know? So yeah, I, I think it, it's, it's both and it's it's those people we
0: encounter on a day-to-day basis. So yeah, everyone we lock eyes with um, right, becomes our neighbor, right? Um, and and so Jesus is really uh he's really uh specific here, but it's a very broad specific because he's saying, Hey, you should just just love essentially. I guess what we're saying is you should just love everybody. Um, does that include the people who disagree with you when it comes to <laughs> like you know where they stand on the whole you know coronavirus COVID 19 thing i mean yeah i think the answer is yes and we get to this we get to this uh this story and jesus says and, and jesus is awesome at this by the way like he's even even in 2021 these stories they still uh still hit us right i mean oh, yeah i mean i mean it's like jesus he tells these stories and you'd think, okay, this, that was years, you know, thousands of years ago, how does that affect me? And it's like, wait, it still hits me pretty hard. Uh, Tell tells about this man who's traveling uh, from uh, Jerusalem to Jericho. And this road, apparently, from what I've studied is, is not a, not a, you know, straight highway. It's not a Kansas road, for sure. Right. <laughs> am i right i mean i've never been that's right that's right the roads are nice here the highways are nice at least okay okay. so so this road is is steep this road is winding um and it's certainly not a road you want to travel by yourself um it's really funny to me you being a saint louis guy um i i was preaching at a church in uh a couple years ago in crocker missouri uh, which is kind of in the middle-ish of the state, kind of. Uh, I Maybe I'm completely wrong. It was around Rolla, Missouri. Okay. And, um, and uh, on our way over, it was about a six-hour drive from here, and uh, we were like, oh, you know, we're traveling with all the kids. In fact, my youngest kid was only like, I don't know, five, six months old when we were traveling. Um, so you know as well as I do. Uh, being a dad, man, um, sometimes your your trips take a lot longer than, you know, uh, normally if then, it was just you and your wife, yep. uh, you a lot of uh, bathroom breaks and I'm hungry breaks, yes. uh, stretch your leg breaks. Anyways, um, so, so we we're like, okay, we're gonna, we'll do it. Like, we'll split it up. We'll go three hours and we'll stop in St. Louis. We'll enjoy Cause uh, St. Louis has got some really cool stuff. You know, the, the zoo's free and you know, all this, all this cool stuff. We, you know, uh, so we stop there and I get a hotel room. I don't know much about St. Louis other than the arch. Right. And that's where the Cardinals play. I get us a hotel room and I don't think anything of it. The next night I reach Crocker and uh, my buddy's like, Hey, he's like, "Uh, where'd you stay last night? And I was like, in St. Louis, he's like, Oh yeah. What, what side of St. Louis? I said, the East side. St. Louis? Uh, he's like, what? I was like, what, what do you mean? He's like, no, no, don't ever stay on the east side of St. Louis. Um, apparently that's the bad side of town. Uh, yep, yep. For anybody listening who's from East St. Louis, I'm sorry, I love you. Um, but <laughs> that 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 may not be a a great comparison, but this guy's definitely on a road that you don't go down right, right. by yourself. Um, there's a lot of, uh, robbers and, uh, or thieves and guys that just, just some shady, shady area. Right. And so he's traveling, uh, to Jericho and on his way there, he, uh, he's beaten, right. I mean, he was physically abused, um, kind of reminds me of like, I don't know if you've been watching, um, like, I don't know if you're on Twitter or anything like that, but like, if you get on there and you see some of these, like fights that are happening in all these stadiums right now like have you seen that yeah 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 oh yeah i feel like that's becoming like common where people are just stupid like whether they're drunk or whatever the case may be they're you know they're full-fledged like right punching in the face (laughs) yeah um this this story this guy is beaten to where he's left almost dead in the middle of this road. And uh they take all of his stuff um and so he you know there's not like it's there's not like he's got a cell phone it's not like he can call for help. he's just kind of left for dead here mm-hmm. um and 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 so there's a situation where where they they take his stuff and they leave and and along comes a guy the next guy that comes by is a priest um and and you gotta think like this guy who's laying in the middle of the road, I don't know if he can see, I don't know what his, I don't know how bad he's been beaten, but he's been beaten to the point where he's certainly, maybe if he sees this priest coming, he's thinking, oh my gosh, thank goodness. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: um, this guy helps people like me. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that um, he doesn't, he he goes to the other side of the road and, and passes by. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know if like the guy, you know, that was laying there beaten to death. I don't know if the priest looked at him and said, he, he's, this guy looks dead anyways, or, or what? I don't know. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying yeah. he passes by. And for whatever reason, maybe he's in a hurry. Maybe he's in a, I don't know. Um, which is really sad. Like, I feel like our world is in a rush all the time for sure. For sure. Um, you know, I, I have a friend who is in ministry who, was late one Sunday morning and he was preaching that Sunday morning and he was trying to bust it to get there. And this car was broken down on the side of the road. It was a winter time and uh, this lady was outside and you know, he's like, Okay, do I stop and help this lady? Or do I bust it to the church because I have to preach and I can get in big trouble if I'm not there in time. Mm -hmm. And um, he chooses the don't want to get in trouble route and passes by. And he said he got there on time. And by the end of his message, there was a woman and her son who were walking in the back door of this church. And it was it was the woman who was broken down on the side of the road that he did not stop and help. Oh, wow. He's like, I felt this big when I saw her. her. Do you think um, people do that today? They they pass opportunities to share Jesus all the time
1: helps yeah out. for sure I, I think you made a great point when you talk about this idea of we're we're constantly constantly in a hurry and it seems like the more hurried we get the more um, lapsed we are and in, in, in biblical discernment and biblical decision making um for sure and, and I catch myself there as well. Um, yeah well life just seems to be in a hurry often.
0: And sometimes in those in those moments where we're such in a hurry, we we miss those opportunities that sometimes maybe God's placed right in front of us, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. And and I think one of the things I think about in this story too, sometimes, and it, I think this is just the world we live in. Like, you know, we look at the priest who passes him by, and then later I think it's it's like the temple assistant or whatever. Yeah. And I think a lot of times what, what we see now is, and I've been guilty of this, is we spend so much time sort of policing those people that pass by the opportunity, we're missing out on opportunities ourselves, you know, to be helping those people. Um, but but for sure, just the hurriedness and and really the the almost seems like competitiveness, you know, of life where we're constantly find ourselves or seeing other people policing and judging other people when all the while we're passing up an opportunity to, you know, to be the hands and feet of Jesus ourselves. So.
0: Absolutely. I, I I think sometimes our policing is the, is the reason that, you know, we kind of paralyze ourselves, right? Because, right. <laughs> you know, if we would just, if we would just go love people, we're, we're not necessarily called to, you know, tell people how they should be and what they should do other than, you know, just, Hey, this is, this is who Jesus is. I want to lead you to him and let he, let him do the changing because we can't do the changing ourselves, even though, you know, we try to do it sometimes, but yeah. So, so yeah, as you said, you know, the, the Levite comes next and, and he walks by and same, same scenario, man, Uh, another guy who you would, you would probably expect to stop. Uh, He does not. um, He walks by. Uh, But obviously, uh, the third guy in the story Jesus talks about is um, a guy who uh, you would not expect to stop. Um, He's a Samaritan. And the reason was, is because Jewish people and Samaritan people, uh, they didn't play nice Um, for our uh, context uh, today. Maybe we could say uh, vaccinated and unvaccinated. Yeah, Um, they, they or Democrat and Republican. Or uh, left versus right, or whatever you want to say, that's the situation that we're in, right? and and that that's what we're seeing here is these guys didn't play very well together, right. Um, and we know that because John chapter four verse nine says that Jews uh, and Samaritans were, were not buddies. Um, and you can even find that later on, you know, like the book of Romans um, the Gentiles and the Jews, uh, even like you look at a lot of the letters to the church, Uh, that Paul wrote, um, they're they're still dealing with, you know, who's accepted, right? The Jews or the Gentiles, or if they're worthy of it, and Mm -hmm. they have a problem, a very real relational problem. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure that we've ever figured that out, because it seems like in 2021, we still have a very real relational problem with people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And (laughs) Uh, you know, going back to the story, one of the things that I, I love is that I think so many times we we overcomplicate it, um, you know, by trying to determine who we deem worthy and who who's pre-qualified for our assistance. You know, I, I think sometimes even in the church we are guilty of of overcomplicating things. You know, we say things like, you know, like God, we pray that that you know you would provide food for them. When in reality, like. We could go in our own refrigerator, get a sandwich and bring it to them. Yeah. You know, we're praying for someone to, to come provide them with this. And it's, I I think sometimes like we just, we, we overcomplicate it and we just got to keep it simple. And that's what, that's what I love about this story is like the Samaritan guy, you know, he, he knew in the back of his mind that like he was a Samaritan and, you know, but he didn't overcomplicate things. Like he just, he literally met the dude where he was at and provided what he needed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good, you know. I think kind of what you were saying was that's that's really good. He said, you know, he's he hey, God provide, and God's going. I already have. You know? <laughs> that's right. You know what that's I mean? Right. Uh, you know, but but in this story, it's not like the you know. And th- another thing I want to point out is like this Samaritan guy, he doesn't just go and take him to a a, a group, you know, a church or something, and say, hey, deal with this dude, mm-hmm. right? At first, the first thing he does is he does what he can to help this guy, right? He bandages his wounds. Um he meets this guy where he's at. And it's it's kind of a um kind of a picture of what Jesus does for us, right? Meets us where we're at uh before taking us where we need to be. And um in this story this the Samaritan he stops, he helps him. Um, not only does he help him, but he, 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 he doesn't just stop by, Hey, I'm going to fix you and dump you off on someone else. Right. Right. I mean, he, he, he genuinely puts the sky on his donkey or whatever that he's riding and, um, and, and, and takes him to somebody who who's more not, it's not that he was dumping him off on someone else, but it was taking him somewhere where he could have better care. Right. right. Um and so he takes him to this guy. What I find interesting is that not only does he treat this guy, but he he takes him to this hotel, so to speak, or this inn, mm-hmm. and doesn't just say, hey, give him a night or two nights. Um, I found they say that it's equivalent to three weeks to two months uh-huh. worth of stay. Right. Which is like, hey, I'm not just going to take care of you. I'm going to make sure that you're actually better before –
1: yeah. And that's what I love about this story. And this is one thing we talk a lot about is this idea of depth of investment. I think a lot of times, you know, especially in the church, we we have good intentions. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of a cliche. We have good intentions, but we're not always very intentional. And uh, that's what, one of the things I love about this story is this idea of of depth of investment. I mean, like you said, he, he could have just gave him a, you know, a, a token surface level, act of gratitude and and been on his way but like i really like that idea of the depth of investment absolutely we we try to you know we're all on our way to like save the world but we're overlooking this basic and simple needs of our neighbor and and so that's
0: yeah yeah and and you know how much is how much is too much you know like like for some people too much like yeah, I want to help them. I've heard people say, "I'll help them," but I'm not going to help them too much. You know, I don't want to, you know. And and I would say, how much is too much? Because you know, if we're comparing to what Jesus did for us, if we're if we're to, you know, obviously he 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 went the whole way, man. He went all in. And I've heard it said, if you're all in, then you'd be willing to go all out. So, um, you know that this is an incredible story because it it shows us that it doesn't really matter um, what side you're on, right? right. Right. We're all, we're all human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all called to, you, know, you want to inherit eternal life, love God and love others and serve both. Right. Right. Um, so he goes back to this lawyer. He, it's kind of like he zooms out of this story. You know, I didn't want to, I don't want to zoom through that story too fast, but, but if I, if I zoom out and, and he comes back and, and, and he says, he says, now which of these, uh, I think it's verse 36, uh, which of these three do you think seem to be a neighbor to him who fell among the robber? Right. And and in verse 37, he says, he who showed mercy on him, right? Essentially the this Samaritan guy. That that's the one. And I love the response that he has that 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 Jesus has. He says, he says, Go and do likewise. You you want to know how to be a good neighbor? You want to you want to inherit eternal life? Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and then just love your neighbor. Right. Wow. Like, you no, know, it sounds, it sounds easy. Right. I know it's, it's not always easy because you know, it's, it's hard to love certain people, right? There, there are people that Dusty, you probably have people as well. Um, the, the, I, I find that there's, there's some people that are incredibly hard to love. Can I just be honest with you right now? Like one of the people that's hard for me to love is the guy who gets in front of me at the gas station and he uh, buys the lottery tickets and he scratches them right there while I'm trying to pay him for my stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, man. <laughs>
0: with you. Come on, man, go scratch them on the side or scratch them in your car. I got stuff I got to yeah. do.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. The the guy who passes you <laughs> and then goes slower than what you were going. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to lie and say that didn't just happen today, but
0: <laughs> that just happened today. So there, there are there are just there are people out there, man, that are hard hard to love. The 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 police that you were talking about earlier, the the police um that not not the actual police, but 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 the you know the the mask police or the the people who are checking everybody to make sure or the people yeah. who are going out there say those people for me are hard to hard to love. They're 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 not very likable because you know they're out there or the they get on Facebook or all social media and they post all this stuff like these these you know Facebook warriors Mm-hmm. Uh, there those are hard people to love. There, there are people out there. And, and I, I think Jesus understood this more than anybody. I mean, you know, he, he understood that there were people out there that were constantly, you know, like, like the Pharisees, man, they're out there, they're constantly questioning him, trying to get him to slip up trying to get him to mess up, you know, and what we find is, is that he says, Hey, go and love your neighbors, even when they're hard to love, even when they're different.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And I I think perspective is huge and that's been a man, even in my own life at my age, like it's still, it's a hard lesson to learn, but the idea is I think if we can look at it through the lenses of eternity and and have that perspective and know that like, like our heart should break for people who make that their priority, who exert their effort and their energy, like, because those people are going to be out there no matter what. And like, I know like my parents told me this and I didn't want any part of that, but like those people are going to be out there no matter what. So whether we choose to get mad about it or not, like it's not going to matter. They're still going to be out there. And so really just having that, that compassion and grace, you know, and we're reminded of this, right? Like every time we get frustrated and flustered with those people, like the grace that Christ has for us every single day. And so really it comes to a point where it's like our hearts ought to break for them. Um, and, and the fact that that they need all the more love um, to know that, man, there there is
0: a better way to
1: live than constantly policing the behaviors and theology of other people. For sure. Um, yeah.
0: Now I would, I would say this, uh, the two words that I would, that I would pull from, from that verse that Jesus said, um, neighbor, which we've already pulled mm-hmm. um, and kind of defined a neighbor as just anyone. If you have a, if you have a heart that's beating, um, the people that you come across every day, um, that's your neighbor. The other word that I would pull from that verse is love and defining what is love. Um, you know, go and love, love your neighbor. Um, you know, I think sometimes the world, well, not sometimes the world around us, um, doesn't have a, I, I think an accurate, um, understanding of what love is, Right. um, you know and i i think that we have to we have to define that too like like what is love well you know love could be you know like uh you know sometimes i tell my kids no um because i love them and because i know what's going to happen to them you know we we just got a um i'll I'll give you an example we just got a um trampoline at our house which uh (laughs) Look, that that's another that's another person that's really hard to love is the guys who uh you know who who package the trampolines because um nobody comes and helps you. You have to set it up yourself. That's um right. and I, I I'll be honest with you, there there were a few times where I almost questioned my salvation um when I'm putting that thing together. Yeah. Um but, <laughs> but all those springs and that little bitty tool, that's all you got. Oh my gosh. And, 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 you know, it was just a nightmare. My, my wife did a lot of it, but you know, from when I was, I was trying to help her and do, you know, it just was, it was awful. Right. And we put, we put it together. Um, I, you can't see it because it's getting better, but we, we did this Sunday, right. We, we get it and we put it. And uh, I drop on my hand, one of the, one of the pipes that, that they're sharp on it, they fell. Right. And my hand just started like it hit right in the spot where my vein is. And there's blood just everywhere. It's just, my whole hand is red blood everywhere. I'm like, I'm done. Forget it. We don't need it. We don't need a trampoline. Kids can go run around in the yard for all I care. Um, my wife's like, Oh, you know, this is a good thing for the kids and you know, all this stuff. And, I'm like, well, it ain't a good thing for me, anyways. So they start jumping on the trampoline, right? We get it together. It's it's nice. It's big, man. It's like a 14 foot trampoline. It's great, right? But we had to come up with rules because on day one, they're out there flipping and kicking each other, and you know, somebody gets injured, and like, I'm going, oh my gosh, this is this was a horrible idea. I told my wife, I so said, this this was a terrible idea. Right. Why did we do this? Why did we? And I had to tell my kids, even though they didn't want to hear it hey um because I love you uh there's gonna be certain rules on the trampoline wow, but I don't want the rules man it's so much more fun just to you know flip around and kick each other and right um except I don't want to go I, I don't want to go to the to the emergency room so i'm gonna i'm gonna say no with with some we had to give them rules now right. my kids looking at that may look at that and say hey dad that's a horrible thing I thought you loved me mm-hmm the way that I look at it is, is because I love you. Um, there are certain stipulations. Um, I, they don't apply to this story necessarily, uh, love. Because you know, you you know, I, I don't think Jesus is saying okay. There, there, has to be certain things of you know, but but I, I do think we do have to define love uh, because sometimes love love isn't just. I think it was on the last episode of season one where we we uh, were talking about this. We we said that um, we should always be leading with grace and landing with truth.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Um, You know, I have no idea how this Jewish guy's life was, you know, what it was. Jesus doesn't go into detail how he lived his life. Mm-hmm. All we know is, is he was in a desperate situation, and this Samaritan saw him where he was at and loved him. You know, didn't say, Hey, you know, I need to know where you're from or what kind of background you have or where you, he just helped him out. Just loved on him. I find that, I find that incredible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a huge part of, of what it means to love your neighbor that we overlook it. And again, I don't want to keep picking on the church, but like we, we see that a lot, right? Like this idea of if we're completely honest, you know, we sort of try to pre-qualify who we deem as worthy of, of God's grace and God's love and God's mercy. And, um, when it, when it gets down to the core of it all, I I really think loving your neighbor is a willingness to meet them where they're at and genuinely caring for their needs. And if we care for their needs, we're going to address their needs in the, you know, with whatever and however God has provided us to, um, yeah. 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 And I think, you know, like we talk about our kids a lot, right? Like the, the difference, and we know this is dads between needs and wants, you know, I, I can give them whatever they want, but that's not loving them. Yeah. You know? That's not what's best for them. And so, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think, um I think, I think the key here in this situation is, is that, um, those things that we were talking about a minute ago are things that, that definitely can be addressed, but, but maybe not at first, right? Like, like right. I can't, I can't tell a person I've just met who doesn't even know who I am, how to live their life and right. and what they need to be doing, right. but I can show them love and I can show them what it looks like. And, and you know what? Sometimes Jesus isn't just in the form of helping a guy who's beaten up on the side of the road. Sometimes sharing Jesus with someone comes in the form of a, of a pizza. Mm-hmm. um sometimes you know uh loving on somebody means um just just helping them out maybe maybe mowing their yard for them or or doing something nice for them or you know um helping help a situation maybe somebody's broke down on the side of the road and and i know that there's you know this isn't like a yeah i don't want people to be be silly about it i know we also live in a world where you know it's i wouldn't tell somebody hey pull over you know when you don't know a guy and right but But loving on people is the key. And until I can build that relationship with a person, I probably don't have any leeway in speaking into their life.
1: Right. Yeah. I think it's it goes back to that idea of in my mind, like just making deposits into their life, you know, um, just being intentional uh and having depth in the investment because I think sometimes it's easy to, you know, hear of somebody in need and send them a check. Yeah. you know when in reality what they need sometimes the most loving thing we can do and, and i know you know this mike is is really not say a word just be a good listener you know um so i i think love looks different uh I, 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 there are lots of different ways um to show that love of christ whether it is you know getting them something sending them a check but sometimes it's really just being present and just yeah
0: listening that's good. Well. you know you know um I, I tried to identify myself in this story, right? I tried to look at, okay, um, am, am I the Jewish guy? Am I the guy who's heard on the side of the road? Uh, I've probably tried to play that guy before. Sure. Um, you know, am I the Samaritan who comes and saves the day? And, you know, or um, or lastly, uh, I think probably I identify with, with the priest and the Levite. And, and the reason is, is because a lot of times, there are people that kind of like the story I told you earlier about my friend um, who who drove by. We're so tempted and we're so caught up in our own lives and our own whatever. Yeah, that we look at the situation, we go, man, I'd sure like to help that. But it's not as important as what I'm doing in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we're tempted to pass by. And, and if I could challenge myself through this story is um, how do I look at how, how do I how do I see people like that? And how do I respond when it comes to passing my neighbor? How does it how do I respond when I when I come in contact with my neighbor?
1: Yeah, it's, man, it, it's wild, because one of the one of the big initiatives we had here at our church this this past summer was to have, like no strings attached, like literally love your neighbor backyard barbecue. And so Uh, The plan was to have, you know, all the, you know, different people in the church could sign up and have all these backyard barbecues. And I'm thinking, all right, well, you know, senior minister, I should probably lead by example and we should do (laughs) one of these. Right. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go, you know, just pass out flyers to people in our neighborhood, like, Hey, come to this cookout, like just hang out, no strings attached. And then I got to thinking, like, I really only know who one of our neighbors like really are. I mean, I understand there's a literal and, and a figurative sense to this term neighbor, yeah but like I was again, I was so wrapped up in trying to save the world and save our neighborhood and be Jesus. And, and all, you know, and the reality is I couldn't even tell you who two of my neighbors were.
0: I mean, so yeah, it was right in front of you.
1: Yeah. Right there the whole time. And I mean, like we didn't just move in. I mean, we've lived in this neighborhood for four years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I could, I I'm right there with you, man. Um, and uh, I think a lot of people listening on here would be in the same boat. Um, I don't want to take any more of your time, but I I, I want to ask you really quickly, if, if there's somebody that's listening on here who um, you could give advice to who's maybe going, you know, maybe they're that person who's saying, who, who is my, who is my neighbor? How can I help? What should I do? If you could give one piece of advice um, to someone who's listening this, what, what would you say? Yeah, man.
1: I would say be Jesus. Jesus didn't overcomplicate things. He met people where they were at. He saw needs. He addressed them. Um, I mean, in the best way that we we can, be Jesus.
0: Yeah. Even if I don't agree with you. That's right. right? That's right. Uh, we. It seems to be that we tend to live in a world right now where people say, if you don't agree with anything that I say, then I'm done with you, right? Right. You're non-existent or you're canceled. Um, And uh, I just think it's so jacked up, but like, how did we get here to this point where we just, we can't even like, we can't even exist in the same world with people who we disagree with because you know what I mean? Yeah. I think we've got real lazy with
1: grace because grace and love it takes work, it takes yeah. effort, it takes time, it, it takes away some of our conveniences. Sure. And I think in a lot of ways we've just got too lazy yeah. to show grace.
0: We expect it, but oh yeah, we have a hard time showing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're entitled to it. Yeah. But giving it is takes us out of our comfort zone, I think.
0: So so uh to make this relevant as we wrap this up, to make this relevant uh to 2021 here, August um uh, 20 what is the 25th. Um we could we could honestly say, you know what, man, um I don't care what side of the, the spectrum you're on with everything that's going on in our world. Um just just love people and um uh, respect people whether you whether you agree with them or not. Um you know don't don't take I think you were talking about earlier don't don't take biblical stuff out of context and use it to You know work your story and just just love on people man and love people the way that because honestly you know um there's a lot of bad things going on in our world but my advice would be turn off the news um and just go love your neighbor right go and go and do likewise yeah life is short
1: love well i mean
0: yes i love it i love it hey man thanks so much for uh for jumping on here today and agreeing to uh jump on the podcast and man i gotta get out to dodge city kansas and and try out uh, this this coffee shop that uh, so many years ago uh, Wyatt, Earp. Wyatt Earp had coffee in. Um. Uh, come on out, man. we would love to have you. Um, hey, uh, it's good to have you, man. I'm praying for you, praying for your family, praying for your ministry, your church, man. Uh, know you're doing some awesome things out there, bro. So keep it up, and uh, if you need anything, holler. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. And take care, man. Yeah, you too. This has been a Behind the Micah podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check us out next week. And remember, we're always striving to love God, love others, and serve both.